test. Hello. I can hear me. Hello. That's all that matters. Just I can hear me. How are we? Oh. My mic has uh, erectile dysfunction. Yeah, that's not a first. Yeah, wrong. Not for you. <laughs> the Martini Lounge. Entertaining, irreverent, and hysterical. Hard hitting. Is it? Mostly. <laughs> what about you guys? Where's that for? Well, don't put our address on a profile. Bitch. What the fuck? Okay. What? Oh, what are we saying? <laughs> hello, hello. Hola. Oh, it's us. You know, you're yeah, squirrel friends. Us. You're, I love that. Squirrel friends, what, yeah. I, I read some definition of squirrel friends. Oh, yeah. You it's, did. You did, Yeah, it's something yeah. about uh, squirrel friends are just your friends that are into nuts. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they're your friends. <laughs> I'm like, that makes sense. And bury nuts together. I'm yeah. going to bury a nut. Yeah. <laughs> then I got to go dig Listen. it up again. <laughs> just bury it. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Bury it deep. That that's it. That's all the way. <laughs> that's yep. squirrels do. It's what it's what squirrels do. I know. We're gonna. Um. Well, you and I, squirrel friend, are yeah. um getting there. <gasps> oh my god. We are within thirty. Day, we're and under the thirty we're day under mark. Under the thirty day. Yeah. We're big we've deal. got like three weeks left here. Yeah. We're like here we go. Like here we go. Yeah. Like it's I know. It is super close, which yep. is super. And there's lots of things going on. We have lots of mm-hmm. um lasts yes exactly lots of things we're doing for the last time in a while right not saying forever but in a while right so we're getting them in and so there's certain last times you get to see certain friends yeah well Um, and certain things are the last time like the jobs you're gonna have your last jobs here you're gonna have your last exactly that yeah you know totally yeah there's those are definitely like final finales yeah of it, but we also did something we love that we've done. Yeah. A, uh, we've done a few times, and mm. we got to do the final. I know for this this time, which is we visit our really good friends, Gay and Bob, uh, who have a beautiful cabin. They have a great cabin um, up in Sandpoint, Idaho. I know. If you were wondering, which, it's weird that it's up there, but it's I know, huge. which is beautiful yeah, in a scary town. It is just saying it's a beautiful setting though. in the mountains. Oh my you gosh! You can see the. The lake. Mm-hmm. And it is like mm-hmm. the most uh, relaxed I think it's I so ever sweet. am is when we get oh, to know. go spend time there. And they're always so great to us and yeah. to relax. So we did. This time we went there. We went there right. for Easter. Yes, yes. My kind of church. We've done two holidays there. I uh, know. We did Thanksgiving and Easter. And, yeah. Easter. and it's so fun. And so we, we colored Easter eggs. Uh-huh. Like the adults that we are. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, it was so much fun. Yeah, with glitter. It, yeah. And there was that. <laughs> yeah. Except we marbled it. My favorite thing is my, my niece. She's... Uh, Oh, she was seven or eight. Yeah. Hopefully. Somewhere in that. (laughs) Anyway, she tells my my sister, texts me, and she tells my sister, Mommy, did you know Mm -hmm. that in the olden days, they used to use paint real eggs instead of plastic ones filled with things? Oh, my God. My sister's like, you don't say. I I don't even know. I'm like, yeah, they're like, yeah. That's That's what we did. Do people paint plastic eggs? Or they don't just paint like, them, they just they fill call, it with. Right, okay. They come with the candy. colorful plastic eggs. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like you said. But in the cuts. olden okay. days, we had to paint the eggs. <laughs> and then hide them? <laughs> well, that's what we did. Oh. We didn't hide well, them. Well, we painted the we eggs and just them. ate them, and then yeah. had colored eggs that we did. So we did both. Oh, no. We, when I was growing like, up, it was just the oh. eggs, the real eggs. You would yeah. just. Interesting. Yeah. See, it's a, I'm just so shocked that she didn't know what coloring eggs was. That's like, so real Right? But she's young. She's tiny. Yeah, maybe she hasn't done it yet. And it's when you're tiny and your mom has, 
you know, three daughters to yeah. chase around. You're probably tired. Yeah. Because she's the youngest. You're <laughs> yeah. like, you know what? The, mm, yeah. I'm going to fill this with M&M's. Oh. And we're <laughs> Honey, <laughs> which, you easy. know what? Would make me happy every See, time. See, my favorite thinking. thing was there was always the big eggs, and you knew the big eggs had something good in it, and sometimes yeah. they had, like, dollars in them. They had dollars See, or, like, I never had that, but I, oh, the, if you did it at it. some big churches sometimes, yes. Yeah. And that was, that oh. was a big deal. Oh, no, I can't do it. When I was a kid, I would not do it at big churches or big gatherings. I'm like, there's too much competition there here. Was and so all these much. bitches are going to know where these big <laughs> eggs are. And here I am trying to find it's one true. big egg and get yes. no, no little ones. Exactly. We would, so us kids loved the game so much, we yeah. would continue for a few days to hide eggs around the house. But the problem was, <laughs> then we would lose some. And oh. they would stay there until you smelled them a few, you know, a week or two later. Yeah, gross. That's yeah. not good. So mom started making us hide him outside. Yeah. Well, yeah. That way, if it's lost, the raccoon eats it, and you're good. I know. You know, it's fine. I know, right? And it's then whatever. it's fine. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, Gay is great, and she puts candy out everywhere. Oh, of I, know. Course, I know. It's it's uh, Easter candy, and oh, you found it. I didn't even realize it was there. Oh, and no. And you just knew. Instantly. It was like it was like your instinct of a camera. Yeah, it's, yeah. You have that instinct I for do. candy. I do. I have a sixth and seventh sense. The yeah. sixth sense is the camera. The seventh yes, is for sweets. Yes, it's true. And we it's had true. a lot of candy. There. Too much. And I'm not sorry about it. I know. No. I wish I wasn't sorry about it, but I'm a little sorry But do you know it. what I heard? It's good. Huh. So my friend Shelby's telling me about... Um, Ooh, was it a new thing? It's a, a new well, diet I study? haven't heard of this. You probably know. Okay. I haven't heard of this. Uh, jelly beans, I'm not a fan. She's telling yeah, me how yeah. she had jelly beans, and she ate a lot of them. I'm like, yeah. eh, I'm I sorry. That's gross. Yeah. No, they were Starburst jelly beans. Yes. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. No one told those. me about this, uh-huh. and I would like it. They're pretty good. Yeah. But you don't like jelly beans. Why don't you like jelly beans? I don't. I just don't like oh, their so the texture and the no. But really? you give me Starburst jelly beans, I'll probably change oh. my mind. They're very similar, but they taste like Starburst. Mm, they taste very good. Yeah. I also want to point out, as we're on this trip, as we're on this trip, and we get to hang out by the fire, we oh, do all these it's things, so right? And then there's this one thing that happens that, oh uh, <laughs> no, that you we no. warned you that you will never live it. But this is what's funny. So I, mm-hmm. of course I'm telling everybody. No, go about ahead. This. So you are a researcher. I love to research your anything brain, and everything, especially traveling. Your brain will sponge everything. everything. So you. In a day, we'll read 20 articles. That's just oh, yeah. always how your oh, brain yeah. works. But it means you have a lot of information. Yeah. But a lot of people don't realize that you, this, you're a researcher. Right. I know it because we're friends. I, I've been yeah. there. Some people will only see you now that they don't know. So we're yeah. sitting around at a campfire. And for some reason, Bob, our friend Bob, <laughs> is talking about Vermont. Something yeah. I forget. Maybe a train. Yeah. Anyways, talking about Vermont. And you start spouting off all these great facts about yeah vermont yeah, totally. and you you do it with such authority mm-hmm. that it's like and so bob is so impressed he's like and he goes oh my god have you been there <laughs> beat beat no <laughs> <laughs> we're all like what the fuck well was? you were you just know. giving us these great have you been there <laughs> no. not at all no listen I will guarantee you I know more about Vermont than people that live in Vermont. True. Probably. You are so good at it I that you're Vermont. just like, well, this is where you want to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you've been there. Nope. See, but I, this is where you want to go. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, I want to visit there. It'd be fun. I'm just saying like, yes, I'm that person who sometimes does so much research that I fall in love with a place I've never even been to. Like, I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. You are yeah, so good at it though, but you can't tell. So mm-hmm. if ever you speak well, to Sergey and yeah. he talks of, of, with authority on <gasps> something you don't know if he knows it no. for because you know he's what? been there or whether he just ne- knows it because he's Next time this comes up and they're like, yeah. oh, have you been to Lebanon? I'll be like, oh, yes, in uh, 2009, <laughs> uh, May 1st to the right. 7th. Yes, I it was went a layover. 
I was in yeah. Lebanon in yeah. 1995. Yeah. You don't um, need to know yeah. that I was just born then. I know. Exactly. I was just... Over on um, Main Street. <laughs> right. In 1979, <laughs> I was yes, there. Yes. Really? Well, yeah. I was back there in 1842. <laughs> um, honey, wait. What? <laughs> it is what, what we had uh, such a fun time. Lots yeah, of last. Lots of last coming. The last time you're mm-hmm. going to uh, dog sit for my ex-boss yes. is, is now. Now. Yeah, I know. Which I love my, my ex-boss, Maria. Yeah. Me and Maria are, are good friends outside of... Working yeah. together, and then you, I roped you into oh, I love watching it. I her, mean, dogs her dogs way back great. when I worked her for her. Yeah, so you're going to yeah. do that for the yeah. final time. So many finals. That'd be cool. I know. And then so this weekend, we're going to go see your mother for the last time. We are, well, hopefully not the last time. Oh, no, no. Before we leave, you know. <laughs> mom, I mean. hang in there, lady. Hang in there. No, <laughs> no yeah, yeah. We're going to see your mom's very uh-huh. excited because it's her birthday. Yeah. And we have to drop off a car. You know, yeah. you know, little right. things like it's that. It's okay. Oh, something easy. That reminds yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. fuck. I yeah. just needed to say it. I feel like I haven't said it <laughs> oh, in fuck. this thing. But yeah, we're going to go see. So we're going to see my brother uh-huh. and my sister. And Everybody. we're going to do last, that Everybody. last little trip before I make them come see us in California. Yes. So, yes, I know. That's see, the that's the thing is I can't. Uh, you know, I, I keep counting down the days and like the things just keep popping up. It's like, oh my God, this is my last, like, whatever, you I know? I know. We're in the 20s. Seeing my mom, last holidays, last the, birthdays, whatever. Yeah. All of it. We're in those 20s days. I know. Yeah. It's counting down. It's just super freaky when you up. say it out loud. I know. Yeah. So anyways, oh. we're going to LA. I mm-hmm. mean, in case mm-hmm. you just caught up with this. Here first, it comes. First time listening. We're well, moving to LA. There you go. Yeah. You know what? It's that whole, so I read this thing that helped me with the whole letting go of people you have to let go of people so you make room for the cool new ones. And we all know that. Well, But yes. it's like, you know, you, you really do have to let that space go. You can always get t- touch and b- stay in touch. They and just all occupy that. a different But they're space. not your mains anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. Your mains. So My I main thought you said bitches. maids, and I was like, what? They're not what? your maids. <laughs> you don't have that relationship <laughs> okay, with just, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think they operate, they... Uh, they have a different part. They yeah. take up a different space, but you're right. You but any experience, you yeah. have to free up yeah. an area for totally. the new experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's yeah. just the, you know, recognizing and letting go that, okay, you can't you can't see your friends every day like you used to. You got to change this. Thing. I know. It's oh, yeah. sad. But, I know. You know and I you don't never... cry about it at all. No, ever. you never do in the car <laughs> driving yeah. home. Every I morning. mean, it never happens. It never happens. But, <laughs> no. it, and the thing is, I don't think it gets easier. Let's be honest. No, Some of us out there, does. I know, I know you. I see you right now. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've moved a few times. Yeah. And so totally. it, but it doesn't get easier. No. Because, first of all, if you're uh, cool people like us, yeah. you always bond mm-hmm. with, sp- mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. really close with a certain number of people. Oh, yeah. So it sucks oh, and hurts. Sucks. But thank God mm-hmm. that you, you know, I would have hate to have had, so I'm going to be. This year in September would have been six years in Spokane. Yeah, uh, since I've been here, Can't it would that. suck if if it was six years in Spokane. I had nobody, oh, no yeah, one yeah, to yeah. say goodbye right. to, right. no one to give a shit about. Boy, that's sad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so but and it I is. have it's so part many. of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it really is. It really is <laughs> not uneasy, but it listen, is. I feel like we're listen. Huh. We're in the middle of a therapy. Session. I know. We're talking the shit out. Listen, are you moving? Ta- yeah. Listen to this show. We're, we're with you. <laughs> I, know. I know. Maybe it's so appropriate since we're talking to Damon later that this is just our little mini therapy I session. Know. We're just in that mood. Damon's amazing. He brings it out of us. He does. I know. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk to him again. I know. <laughs> when we're down there being, oh, here's what's yes. going on. Yes, I know. Damon the saying, dish. We can just have him. He'll just be in town anyway so we'll just mm-hmm. we'll just do it online I know. but yeah so we're going to talk to him about everything we always talk to him about 
sex know. and relationships, but oh my god. Yeah. It yeah, here we are. Yeah, I <laughs> I know. First place Damon met us was spoken. Well, first place sure. he ever, he was on our radio he show. He was on our show. Then he and came then he to Spokane, and that was yeah. great. Yeah. Now we're gonna go to his neck of the woods. Yeah. I know. You know well his, his home. home. From. His, yeah, his, yeah home. his family. His, his um, parents live in yeah, Because now he's City. in New York and we'll get there eventually. Yeah, exactly. I know. Let's master LA first. And then oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll okay. be, you know what? We'll be doing little excursions into New York. Excursions. And then exactly. we'll have like a little tour that goes through there. I'm going to do excursions, know. you know, into Italy. Excursions. We're gonna do excursions oh, into some lovely gentlemen. Oh, um, yeah. Down yeah. in LA. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's an adventure. And that's how you have to look at it. True. Um, it's the only way, to, I think, to get through it without a panic attack. So Yes. Yeah, you definitely uh, have to, like, in yeah. a Xanax. And a, those are helpful. Those are, yeah. And just have some. If you have a friend like me, yeah. and you're like Sergey, you just keep him in a little pouch. Yeah, and when and he freaks out, you just throw him at him. Yeah. <laughs> Toss one in When the, the mouth, mouth opens, throw a Xanax. Yeah. When in. they yawn, you're just like, here's a few. <laughs> you need Load this. Them up. Yeah. I can see this. And I, swallow I quick. <laughs> I know you have no problem with that. So yeah, no. Mm-hmm. All so right. Good. Well, I guess we should get to Damon then. I think it's a good All idea. Right. All right, you martini loungers. It's your favorite time of the month. Back by popular demand. Damon L. Jacobs, author of Absolutely Shitless, Rational Relating, and of course, our very own relationship consultant. But Re- I like that. Relationship, relationship consultant. That's what he is. I'll stop stealing <laughs> the spotlight, though, and hand it right over to Damon L. Jacobs. How are you, our friend? Hey, boys. How are you doing? We're good. good. We're super good. We're cold, though. It's, I mean, I'm it's sure New York's a little cold, too, but it's cold. super cold over here. Well, you know, we had actually a very beautiful summer day here. And you now did? It's, and now it's raining, oh, and, yeah. um, I, and, I'm, and I'm wet because I got wet talking to you boys. <laughs> um, so, it is... I guess that's... That's nothing new for you. No, we have to we have to put a warning yeah, on every yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. What warning? You know, wet splash warning. zone. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh my it. gosh, we are excited. I, I, it's been a bit, and we're excited to talk to you and have more listener questions. Today. Yeah, it's getting getting interesting yeah. out there. Apparently, a lot of people well, had a lot of good responses to our last open relationship uh, conversation, conversation, right? Yes, and and I'm really excited to talk about that. And before we do, mm. I just would like to to say a little something that's that's really on my mind right now. As Please we talk do, about this, if that's okay. Yes, oh, yeah, um, always. I I think like so many people listening to this, I'm incredibly um, disturbed and yet moved and inspired by what has been going on with the Stoneman Douglas shootings in Florida. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh my God! And yeah. I think what we're seeing come through this is a group of young adults mm-hmm. and teenagers who are providing us with some of the most um, passionate, eloquent, and effective messaging that we have, that I have seen since the 80s when yeah. ACT UP um, stormed D.C. to demand uh, medications and, and life-saving um, changes for people living with HIV and AIDS. Yeah. I haven't seen anything, a movement like this ever since then. And mm-hmm. the reason I think that that is tied into what we're talking about mm-hmm. is because it, it inspires me and reminds me that love and passion are a much greater force mm-hmm. than violence, anger, and attack. And sometimes yeah. that love and that passion is expressed through anger and outrage and trauma. But I think if we are reminded of anything here, it is 
so, so, so important mm-hmm. that we take stock of the love in our lives, that right. we're aware every single day, that every single day with the people we love are sacred, mm-hmm. and that we always are looking for ways to put love above hate, put passion through a, over attack, and that we think about, we, 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 we are grateful for what we have, but we think about going through the hatred and the fear um, with a statement that really states who we are as these young people are doing in such a public, beautiful way. And, and I wanted to frame our conversation tonight with that, because that's really on my mind right now as, as we're talking. Yeah. Well, what's so crazy, I mean, I completely agree with you. The response, like you're talking about, after that shooting from the very uh, young adults, the teens, the kids, all over the nation, it's incredible. The speeches that they're giving, you're right. It, there's so much passion and love coming through that, um, that it's incredible. It's, it, it definitely trickles down, I think, and, and, and a lot of us feel that right now. Oh, definitely. It's it's an it's sad and inspiring yeah, what is right. coming from what is coming from it is inspiring. Horrific. It's sad what ha- happened. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it is uh, similar. It's different, but similar to the trajectory of what we saw thirty years ago. Absolutely. With ACT UP and the HIV and AIDS epidemic, and it's because right. of them that I'm here today talking to you. It is because of them and the the, the actions of ACT UP mm-hmm. that we have prep today. That oh, we yeah. have these abilities mm-hmm. to talk about love and connection with, with biomedical interventions in the way we do with so much because of the anger and the passion and the love that was expressed through ACT UP 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it gives me hope and it gives me inspiration. And I do think that it applies to our interpersonal relationships that we're going to be talking more about um, and how we work with and how we relate to the people around us in our mm-hmm. daily lives. Exactly. Right. Hallelujah to that. I know. I'm. I'm reminded. I seeing all these things about what students are doing around the country. I'm reminded of that Eleanor Roosevelt quote that sort of fits this, but it's that too. We were just talking about not to go with anger, but to to go with love. And when she said, "To handle yourself, you use your head, but to reach others, you use your heart." And Mm -hmm. I think that is because they're using the passion and their, you know, to really make a statement. And I think it's really. Mm hitting home with a lot of people. Yes, yes. And let's learn from this. Let's try to learn from this and see how this works, both on a political level, but an interpersonal level as well. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, let's go ahead and get started then. Let's let's start with our first uh, listener question that we have um, today. And this kind of will touch a little bit on that, as well as um, the open relationship conversation we had last time. Uh, this listener writes in, I've recently got back into dating. I started seeing a guy who I met online. As we dated, I continued to use dating apps as we weren't exclusive. But as time went on, he started getting more attached and soon found out I was still using the dating apps. And he got very upset and asked me to stop using them. I just recently broke up with him because I felt like I wasn't ready. But I really do like him a lot. And I have thought if an open relationship would work for us. I have noticed that in gay culture, open relationships have become more common. So my question is, are open relationships healthy? Are they effective? Would you advise me in open relationships? What are your thoughts? There's a lot. I know. He has a <laughs> lot of a questions. Lot to unpack in yeah. That. <laughs> well, that's a lot. And that, uh, boy, we could go on for like, an entire, like, <laughs> I, yeah. we could go on for a week about that. Yeah, dig um, into that one. <laughs> so so let's, let's sort of zero in, though, on, on uh-huh. what this person is trying to find out. Are open relationships healthy? Well, 
Of course, but they're healthy if people mm-hmm. approach them with integrity, communication, right. compassion, responsibility, and compromise, which mm-hmm. are the five pillars that I talk about in rational relating. Right. And that's true for monogamous relationships as well. That's true for any kind of relationship that if you are coming to this and both people or, or more than two people are, are coming into a relationship from a place of integrity, communication, compassion, responsibility, and compromise, then they can be very healthy. Conversely, if two people or more are in a relationship that's about uh, possession, ownership, fear, and attack, mm-hmm. that's not going to be healthy all around. Yeah. And we can see that play out in any format, in any framework. So I, I, I would say to this person, and I know I said this to you guys last time, I love my mother and father. My mother and father are both loving, beautiful people, and I'm very lucky to have them in my life. And I love my brother, who is like one of my best friends. And I love my friend Adam and my friend Matt. So I am in an open relationship here because there is an abundance of love in my heart Mm -hmm. for so many people. These are all what I would call an open relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And so this idea that uh, it's such a very unique, Historically, it is such a very unique concept that we would reduce love and affection to quantifiable uh, capitalistic uh, properties of like only one person for one person. Mm -hmm. That's not really our human nature. And I think that is more the unhealthy alternative, in my opinion. Right. Right. No, no, completely. I why do you think and I think this this concept of open relationships has been around a lot longer, but it does seem to be coming more to, I guess, public consciousness, especially in the gay community, as an actual option for why do you think that it's finally this conversation that more and more people are having? Because I think people, and especially younger people, and I think especially like the the, the inspirational leaders I see coming out of Florida, are so untethered by traditional status quo values right. of who they, quote, should be or should not be. These folks are so like fluid and gender fluid and sexuality fluid. And they're like, they're not identifying with any particular gender or sexual orientation or what have you. But I think it's, it's really the newer generation that sees that relationships can be about abundance. They can mm-hmm. be about love. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's especially younger people that are growing up saying, you know what? We could potentially possibly live into our hundreds and be very healthy, virile adults. So does it make sense for any of us in our teens or 20s or 30s or 40s to say, I will only ever be emotionally, sexually, Mm -hmm. spiritually, intellectually connected to one person for the rest of my life, which could be potentially the next 60, 70 years. Does that make any sense whatsoever? I think we're coming around culturally to understanding that's not exactly logical. And mm-hmm. it's really causing suffering. And it's causing people like me to make a lot of money. So I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm a marriage family therapist. Right. And if people just gave up these notions of monogamy and ownership, I'd probably be out of a job pretty soon. So, right. so maybe, I, maybe this is the time for me to not talk about it. <laughs> I think, you know. Seriously. I, yeah. I, I think that, that when we talk about relationships and poly and open, I, I feel like we're kind of at the precipice of a movement similar to the way the gay lesbian movement was about 30 years ago. When you started to hear about some people that were in some of these relationships and you started to realize, oh, wait, 
that's not so strange. That's not so weird. Some of these people are actually pretty healthy and happy. And, you know, right. and then 30 years later, the, you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender is much, much more accepted. And mm-hmm. I think we're on the precipice of that in the poly and open community as well. No, yeah, exactly. And I still think, you know, I think your, your job is safe because <laughs> cultural <laughs> transition can take a little while. Yeah. Um, but what I'm fascinated with is, and this is from this question as well as some personal experience, which is, if I mean, this question at face value, it seems like one of the people involved in it kind of, there was a, a moment where communication could have happened, but it sounds like, it sounds like it went from, oh, he discovered that this guy's still on an app and now he's pissed off. Instead of trying to have a conversation about this you know what i mean the communication thing is is interesting to me exactly and exactly like you're saying i think that that really the 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 part of this question where it went bad was that there was an assumption made one person assumed that if we're dating ergo that means you're not on dating apps anymore. Right. That means right. if, if we're if we're connected, that means we're exclusive. That is a huge leap. Right. And this is where I think there might be problems in, in this in this particular dynamic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and that's that's just the key. If you're going to have that open relationship, communication and integrity to the rules that you decide, those are so important because you can't assume what open yeah. means because the other person might assume we're not open or open means a different thing or it means, you know, all these number of things. Yeah. You really do have to sit down and talk about it. I, th- I think it is obvious that we have worked with you for, for <laughs> a few years because now when We're something on. when something comes up in a dating relationship or whatever, the first thing I think is, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I where maybe in the past I would have jumped, but it's now like, why don't we all just talk? We yeah. just talk. then we'll know where we're all at, and then we can move forward. Right. So right. obviously, we've we've listened to you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Good, and I hope that's helping. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, the, like one of the number one things that people come into therapy with uh-huh. is in a couple is that, oh, my partner cheated on me or my husband cheated on me. Right. And my first question is always, okay, so what was the agreement you had? And yeah. that is where I get a blank stare. Like, what do you mean? We're married. Why would we have an right. agreement? And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that is unacceptable. No wonder you're having problems. Right. right. Put me out of <laughs> right. business. Communicate, <laughs> talk, and negotiate yeah. about them. Yeah. We can't. We have ass- never. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said we can't assume one person's definition of a relationship right. or whatever it has, marriage or whatever, is the same as another person mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. grow up differently. Mm-hmm. We all ha- experience our culture around us differently. You know, it, no person sees the same thing the same way. That's why there's a Rorschach test. You know what I mean? Exactly. Different people have different frameworks, different experiences. And this idea of monogamy, again, is just so historically new. Basically, the way history's played out, and there's a wonderful book that talks about this called Sex at Dawn, so I recommend people read this. Um, but, but Sex at Dawn outlines that this idea that, that people, quote, should be monogamous is historically new. Yeah. Men, heterosexual men, have always had a permission slip to run around and fuck whoever they want whenever right. they want. And we mm-hmm. just sort of wink and say whatever. Right. It's mm-hmm. only recently that women, rightfully, and feminism has challenged that. But yeah. where that went wrong was that instead of feminism in the 70s saying, you know what? 
we absolutely have the right sexually to express ourselves the same way men do. Right. They tried to go backward with that and say, no, nobody, quote, should be having right. sex outside marriage. Right. And therefore, right. we can't do it and men can't do it. Yeah. And that is where we have so many problems today. Exactly. And I, I find it fascinating that religion has a big, you know, influence on this this kind of argument. And yet, I mean, the fucking Bible itself, there's like concubines and quote-unquote Christian men or whatever that have more than one, you know, person that they're sleeping with. I mean, it's right there. So I always find that hilarious when they bring religion involved, when in the very book that gives them their religion, it's happening everywhere, especially Old Testament. Exactly. There's so much misunderstood and misappropriation of religious principles into this capitalistic notion of ownership of Mm -hmm. monogamy. Mm -hmm. It's, again... This is what keeps me and the divorce lawyers in business. So. <laughs> True. Yep. I'm in the wrong yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to break it yeah. up because a lot of people who sent in, we actually edited some down. Um, everybody is so fascinated by this, this open relationship discussion right now. But before we get to more questions about that, we're going to break it up. And I'm going to ask this question from a listener that says, how do I begin to start a conversation with my partner if I'm not happy with the frequency of sex in a relationship? And this, I feel, is pretty common. I think so. I think, like you're saying, this is pretty universal. Right. And this isn't, um, you know, I have a colleague I've told you about named Esther Perel. She oh, goes yeah. around the world talking about this very subject in straight communities and gay communities. Mm-hmm. She finds this is universal throughout. There is a misunderstanding, right, that when you're with somebody and you're in a committed, loving, safe, secure relationship, that passion and desire will automatically emanate Mm -hmm. from that bond. That is a misnomer that hurts so many people Mm -hmm. and causes so many suffering, so much suffering. And so usually what happens is that sexual passion and desire is mismatched. They're usually one person who wants it more than the other person. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a way to have a conversation with this, as well as what I call the other third rail subjects like money, really Mm -hmm. sex and money are the two big ones, but often family, parenting, um, where we live, these are the other third rail subjects. There must be, in any sustainable relationship, there must be an avenue to talk about these very sensitive um, issues, right. and often that's best done with a, a, a therapist yeah. or with a sure. counselor, or maybe with with somebody in your community, a, a guardian, a leader, maybe mm-hmm. even a preacher who you trust, who can help guide you in these very uncomfortable and sensitive conversations, so you can approach them empathically and lovingly. Or you could just buy my book, Rational Relating. Yes, they right. say in the crazy world of love, <laughs> that'll also give you a lot of tips. It yeah. will. We can attest. And you're right. So many of those conversations um, can end up with plates being thrown and a lot of yelling at each other <laughs> because we don't sit down and empathically and, and with love and, you know, very open and honest communication. We don't talk about them uh, because they're difficult just on their own. They are difficult to talk about. Well, it brings up insecurities. Yeah, absolutely. It br- you know, instead of being able to just say, hey, we're just going to have a no judgment mm-hmm. conversation. That's harder to do than, you know, than it is to say. Right. You know, right. Well, they, they tap on sometimes some of our deepest fears right. and some usually our deepest fears somewhere fall into the line of I'm unlovable mm-hmm. and or I'm inadequate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so when we bring up subjects like sex or sexual performance or monogamy or even money or family or something, it taps into these fears. I'm unlovable. I'm not good enough. And that's really where we can do a lot of great work together in couples and in individuals. When we look at those core beliefs and challenge and change those core beliefs. And once you do that, it's much, much easier to have conversations about sex and to begin to talk about what another person's preferences, desires, and hopes might be Mm -hmm. without it being so, so, so threatening. I'm not going to say it's ever easy. I don't know if it's ever easy, (laughs) but it's easier when you truly understand and know that you are a valuable, loving, integral part of this system that we're living in. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's see, I wish more people would be able to connect on that and work on that together instead of well, against each other. Yeah. So that's I, I like that. Buy buy his book, you guys. Yeah. You, you yeah get all right. the, all the answers it, there. Yeah. Um let's really yeah. quickly go ahead and move on to the next one, which is uh very specifically about the last show. Um after and this listener writes, after listening to the last relationship show about open relationships, I had a talk with my long distance girlfriend. We're definitely looking to be monogamous, but distance can be hard. I'm not the most comfortable with the idea of an open relationship, but I don't want to block that for her, especially since we can't see each other very often. How can I be open to this idea and put my feelings aside for our relationship? Oh, this is rough. Yeah. Well, this is, again, another beautiful universal example that, right. that's a, a, a perfect question. And it's perfect because it illuminates a lot of the fear we're talking about. Right. And, and I think, again, I said this before, but I think people need to understand in any relationship, open or not, we are going to have our buttons pushed. Insecurity, mm-hmm. jealousy, fear. And the way that we want to look at that is not to hide from that or avoid that, but to face that head on and see insecurity and, and fear as an opportunity. It's an opportunity. So, so for this person who is concerned about their girlfriend, um, I'd say you, you're already on the right track because if you're a, you know, if you want to be with this person, but you're in a long distance relationship, it's, it's very important that you find some compromises and negotiations that right. you can do that in loving ways, but also to be very aware and embrace the feelings and fears that come up. Um, I, you know, I know from being in open relationships that if I have a partner who is, you know, on a Saturday night is heading out the door because he's about to have a hot date with someone who he's really excited to be with, it's going to push every single insecurity button that I have. I am prone to look in the mirror and say, well, what's wrong with me? Am I getting too old? Do I have too many wrinkles? Am I getting gray hair? Am I not good enough in bed? Or whatever. Any insecurity that I might have that's like one or two on the, the volume switch is going to be revved up to 10 or 11 in that situation. But what I've learned and what many, many people have found out is that if you use that as an opportunity to say, okay, what's really going on here? What are the shoulds? What are the paradigms? What are the fears that are coming up and how can I work with those, whether my partner is here or not, that's going to lend itself to a much more peaceful, joyful, Mm -hmm. fun relationship with your partner and with others as well. So in this example, and I want to make sure I really do address the issues that are coming up here, um, I would encourage this person to be open. Don't put your feelings aside. 
right. because they're asking, how do I put my feelings aside? No, use your feelings as a guidepost to think about the issues and the fears that come up for you when you think about your girlfriend possibly dating or being sexually active with another person. Right. What are those fears? What are the shoulds? Read my book, Absolutely Should List. I'm sorry, that's another shameless plug. <laughs> yes. but, that's yeah. where I, but that's where I really talk about how to address these core beliefs. I'm unlovable or I'm inadequate. How to address them head on and actively challenge and change them so you're not a slave to this kind of fear in right. your relationships. Right. Exactly. I think it, it touches for a lot of people. It touches that, oh, my God, if they go see other people, are, is that going to lessen their love for me? You know, is that like there's this reservoir of just a very specific amount of love and that, you know, you can only, you know, I think it, it comes from that. Oh, are they going to view me differently because they connected with this person? I think that gets asked a lot. It is. And, and exactly what you're saying. It, it really uses that framework of capitalism. Like mm -hmm. if I spend love here, I won't have enough there. It's like money. Yeah, right? Right. If I spend way too much money here, I'm not going to have enough there. And, and in the poly world, where we want to think about concepts like abundance and a, a concept called compersion, which has to do, it's kind of like considered to be the opposite of jealousy. It's a recognition that love, attention, and affection are abundant principles. And the more you give, the more you get. It's mm -hmm. not like the more you give, the less you have. It's the more you give, the more right. you have that these are abundant principles that really build on one another. And again, this is so much easier said than done. I'm not trying to simplify this and say this is easy, but I'm saying that these are principles that anybody who is interested in an open relationship or just a peaceful monogamous relationship wants to work on in order to have your relationship be the, the, the home mm -hmm. that is available to being loving and, and peaceful and playful. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Wow, yeah. I, I think that kind of resonates uh, to sum up one of my favorite poets um, has a line and it says, love is a currency that functions in reverse. The more you give, the more wealthier you are, essentially. And it's very, it's very, it's very cool because that's, that's kind of what, um, what you're saying is with, with love, it's not how much do I have to give? It's, hey, if I can give all of this, there's so much more love radiating back at me. It's like a mirror. And, and, and I think that, thank you, that is exactly perfectly, beautifully stated. I think that's the, the principle of love, that's the principle of yeah. service, bringing it back to the students we're seeing right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, that's what they're demonstrating for us, that it is through this passionate, angry reaction to violence that there is more and more love to give. Right. And that as they speak more and as they confront lawmakers more, it doesn't mean that they have less love or compassion for them, for each other and for the classmates they're grieving. It means right. that they have more and more and they're creating more possibilities for all of us to experience more love and abundance by virtue of the fact that if we control gun laws, we actually might be around here right. longer to right. sustain more loving relationships. And so it kind of all comes full circle, right? It's, it's like by giving more you get more. Yeah. Um, Alanis yeah. Morris said, you know, <laughs> I, you yes. know, I always refer to my divas. Yes. Said, right? She has a song called Thank You, and, oh, and she yeah. has a really great line in there. Oh. The more I let go of it, mm -hmm. the more I got mm -hmm. more than I can handle, yeah. which is true with love. The more you let go of it, the more you get more than you can handle. It's a paradox 
but it absolutely makes sense in the context of open relationships and what we're talking about here in terms of both interpersonal and political service. That's so, that gave me chills. That's so, listen, I'm way too sentimental, but that was beautiful. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, now this next question is proof that some of our listeners apparently must have PhDs because this question is, I mean, really high. I mean, this is, this is, it took me reading it like three times to understand what that, what I was asking. So here we go. I study emotional intelligence and the science of how experiences register in the brain on a logical level and then as an emotional response. As a gay man who enjoys sex very much and the ease of availability that apps like Grindr offer us, is there truly a way to block a deeper emotional response to sex? And do you think emotionally this can harm us? Well, I yes, I, I, no, okay. <laughs> so, so, so yes and no, because yeah. I think Grinder and Scruff, um, like all social media, in my opinion, it just depends on the mindset and the emotional set that you approach it with. So, yeah. if I go and and I'm not a Grinder fan, so I'm going to refer to Scruff. Okay. Oh yeah, I love Scruff, and I think oh, they do it. great work in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if you approach dating apps and cruising apps with the mindset is that I'm a victim of this world, Mm -hmm. that I'm alone, that I'm ugly, that I'm bound to a life of being abandoned and and feeling separate from other people, and then you go into social media, you will only find ways where that is reinforced. You will find that reinforced in almost every encounter or every interaction you have, that that belief system will be reinforced. If you approach the social apps from a position of, Love is abundant. Sex is abundant. Affirmation, attention, and affection are abundant. And you seek to have that reflected in the way you approach people in social media. My personal experience is that oftentimes you will have that reflected back to you. Now, I'm not saying always. This is not a guarantee. Mm -hmm. But what I do find is that when I put that out into the world, whether it's in real life or in social media, what gets reflected back to me is often a, a reciprocal reflection of that kind of energy. That I often meet people that are also just like really here to show up for the event and right. are often very interested in finding ways to connect with people that are about quality, even if the quantity is very scarce. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think, you know, like you said, first of all, it's, it, these things are tools and it's all in how we, we choose to process them. And at the same time, if I see the world in a specific way in, you know, that I feel like this is what happens, even if I, there are other things being offered to me, other openness and love, you're going to more easily see the things that are in your perspective. Then not that you can't see the other, but you're just so prone because that's been your your go-to for so long that you're going to more easily recognize all the things that I just knew were true about gay men on Grindr. Mm-hmm. You know, that it becomes your perspective and that you it becomes this... And listen, I only speak because I am I have been down that road so many times. Um, and it all comes down to how you choose to, to address. Because at the same time, so I've been... There are people who, you know, there are just people out there that aren't always very nice. And I have received unsolicited messages that happen to be cruel about my body type or whatever. But I could easily go, see, there's proof that men suck 
all they want is sex and they don't care about or the difference is on a day that I'm feeling really good, which is they don't matter to me. Mm-hmm. They don't affect me. So it's all in the way in which we approach these things, I think. I, I agree, Jonathan. And, and, and I always remind people, it's like, you know, these dating apps, they offer opportunities, but they're, they're, they're really a blood sport sometimes. Yeah. It's like a game of thrones out there. Yeah, yeah. People are sometimes nasty. Sometimes yeah. people are cruel. And, and when that happens, I hope, it's like I didn't you did not nobody deserves to be treated that way right. there's absolutely nothing but I think it's also just important to remember that first of all we don't have a culture that generally conditions us and reinforces us to be polite and loving and respectful to each other and so a lot of people just go on these social apps and and they're detached and they're mm-hmm. dehumanized and they've been detached to be personalized so they treat other people like objects who are cruel and and they Mm -hmm. use these horrible horrible words so i always want to recommend that people if they're going to use these social apps that they do that in a way that's mindful that reminds them that none of this is personal especially if the person doesn't even know you right yeah yeah right but but when someone and i get it too when someone says something nasty or cruel Mm. or insensitive or pushes one of those buttons again i really strongly maintain this is an opportunity Go back inside. Go back to remember what the, the, the beliefs, the, the system mm-hmm. that have led you, Jonathan and Sergey, and any one of us to doubt our beauty, our worth, our emotional intelligence and value. Nobody can do that to us except for ourselves. Exactly. Right. And right. if we use these opportunities, Again, whether we're talking about open relationships or guys on Scruff or Grinder, if we use these challenges as ways to grow and learn and expand our mindfulness and our compassion, then it's all worth it. Then there's lessons there and it's all worth it. And then these opportunities might lead to more pleasure and fun. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Um, people only have the power that we allow them yeah, to have. Don't give them the power. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah, do and not, so, especially strangers on the internet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because right. they're they, trolling. Because they, yeah, on. they're trolling exactly. Because the truth is, yes, uh, things can emotionally harm us. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. in the fucking world can mm-hmm. emotionally harm us. You know, it, it's not just it's not just an app. Everything can harm you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all in the way you choose to to process it. Totally. Right, and and you know, because I always bring it back to divas. You know what I'm reminded of that yes. every time. People like Dolly Parton has talked openly about how, you know, before we had the internet, but but the, the, the more famous she got, the more people in her life sought out to attack her oh, or yeah. bring her down a few mm-hmm. pegs. And sometimes yep. she was surprised because these were people in her own family yeah, or in her own right. community who set out to say, you know, you're wrong, you're evil, you're unattractive, you're a fa- all these right. horrible, cruel things. And so this isn't unique to the internet. This is anybody who is shining in their life and seeks to express themselves fully is sometimes going to be the subject of attack and cruelty. For real, sure. yes. But yeah. I, but I, and I recommend that we, you know, have our support system, that we think about our friends in the Martini Lounge, that we have people online that we can talk to and confer with yeah. when these events happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, Find so the true. love that's around you because it is. And I and I, I have yeah. to admit, first of all, anytime that Dolly can be brought into a conversation <laughs> is important. And I also <laughs> want to mention that I told just a side note, I told Sergey earlier that you changed your name 
to Damon Parton Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke for you, boy. And I loved it. I loved it. We have talked about our divas many a time on this on this show. Yes. Yeah, and I, we will again. We will again. I love that every time we have a, as people have started calling it, a relationship show, mm -hmm. um, that people are very fascinated by what we end up talking about, and then we get all these, all these right, sorts of questions right. that they just come and say, you know what? When you guys talked about this, it made me think of this. Yeah, I, that makes me super excited. I'm not gonna lie, I love that. I, I, I love talking with you guys because I love we just generate these ideas. And let me tell you, because I know you're planning this Los Angeles trip. Uh -huh. and there's one part of this world that needs to be here in these conversations. It is the citizens of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I, and exactly. LA, right. get ready. Get ready. Cause it is we're a changed, changed city once we get there. In what is it? 60, how many days? Oh, 69 days. 69 days. Woo! From I know. Today, Ain't that crazy? We're getting out of this six degree weather. Yeah. We're going to head to some. <laughs> Head to some sunshine. Uh -huh. So yeah, right. And I know, didn't you tell us? I think you uh, are from right around that area. I'm pretty sure we took the train through where you're from. So I mean, we're gonna have to see you more often. I'm just saying. Absolutely, I grew up in that area, so I feel like I'm okay. It's okay for me to criticize it. Oh, right? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's your passport it, to it, critique. It, it, I love it. You are, you yeah. are the bridge of yeah. East Coast, West Coast. There you, you go. Are the bridge. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. as always. I love the conversations we have. They're and amazing. I, and I can't wait for, for people to comment on, because yeah. I know we'll hear back from the people who asked the questions that want, you know, <laughs> yes, want to tell us yes, we how it went. So I'm super excited. Obviously, we're going to do this again. And uh, next time we talk to you, it's going to be right before we load up the truck. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, I nice. know. <laughs> It's okay. I'll be in the fetal position, but Sergey's got it. Yeah, <laughs> we're good here. <laughs> there, there's new? a lot. There's a lot to say for the fetal position. Right. Oh, true, <laughs> true statement. Uh, well, thank you so much, sir, for spending another evening with the boys. Thank you both so much. <laughs> and have, have a, a good night. Have a very good night. You too. Good night. Bye. Bye. As always, I love it when Damon calls oh, in. Oh, every time. I It was super fun to have people uh, send questions uh, again, um, this one. This one seemed a little more... People were really yeah, intrigued connected by to the open relationship. this conversation. They yeah. always ask good questions. This time... Well, they seemed so connected to the yeah. last to the last show right, right. specifically. Well, I think it's because uh, that conversation, like Damon was saying, is kind of at the forefront of a really big breakthrough. Yeah, it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of uh, it, I don't want to say a new way of life because, like Damon said, and like you mentioned too, it's been, it's been around forever. Yeah. It's just now I we're think finally it becomes more of an option yes. within the. It's it totally easily is. accessible option in Absolutely. our brains and than it used to be. That what as humans we like to uh, a lot of us feel uncomfortable venturing out on a new thing. So when oh, yeah. we see it modeled or we see mm -hmm. examples of it or we're, when we hear those exactly. conversations, yeah. we say, "Oh, that's something that's doable. I want that. Right. Or I want to try." When I, the way I always approach things like open yeah. relationships is is what I want everybody to know. There are what I want people to start recognizing mm -hmm. in this world is that there are all these options right all of these right. different because like he even mentioned it's not just open there's polyamorous which is committed with more than more two than, people yeah i mean there's all these things yeah. that are really on your menu right right and but i think the basis for every single one of them is 
communicate. Absolutely. Talk well, to your partner. Please. Just be open and, yes. and have those conversations together right. of what are you feeling mm -hmm. or what do you think mm -hmm. of this? Or mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to make a decision within that conversation, but it totally. means it's okay to talk to each other. Yeah. And as you, in any relationship, as you move forward, you need to talk to each other in order Absolutely. to to be okay and to understand right. where and, each other's and, and like he said, if it's one of those difficult conversations that maybe maybe the two of you aren't having a lot of success with having, have the third party kind of thing. Yeah. Have yeah. a mediator, you know, yeah. a therapist, someone, uh, a leader in your community. Yeah. Someone you respect, someone you know who's going to be there yeah. and really force you to talk to each other instead yeah, exactly. of at each other. And it helps to give you an outside Oh, perspective, God, yeah. right? With if right. sometimes if we're we're stuck within that circle, oh. you know that in your brain you guys just keep going round and round. I live around. in my own circle, right? Yeah, and it's right. sometimes it's helpful to be like, you oh, I, I didn't think. Of. But mm -hmm. everybody has to be open, even if you do that. You right. just have to be open yeah. to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And honest, I mean, open and honest communication. That's the most that's exciting it. thing about relationship. To be honest, yeah. in, in my uh, uh, feeling is that. We can be open and yes. we can communicate, and within that communication, we right. can grow as a human. You know, and that's always I exciting. I think to it's me. the scariest thing that you could do is to be that open and that honest. Oh, fuck, but as yeah. soon as you do it, mm -hmm. it's such a sign of relief. Mm -hmm. And it's when you can talk about anything and everything without ever, without you know, feeling any judgment and knowing, hey, I could say the weirdest shit right now yeah. to my partner and they're yeah. going to be like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. That's weird. Yeah. But let's talk about I, that. I'm not That's into okay. that, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. okay, then let's talk what that means. It's a beautiful thing. I agree. I think that so, this is always one of my favorite shows. It, yeah. <laughs> Comes it around shows. about every six weeks and that's uh, my favorite time in the month. You know, <laughs> I look forward to I know. It is to, your favorite uh, time in the month. Uncle Damon. Visiting. <laughs> I know. Uh, Aunt Flo and Uncle Damon. I yeah. don't want to know what I Uncle Damon would be in that. No, no. He's the fun uncle. There he you. is the fun <laughs> uncle, right. I love it. Right, so, I mean, as always, we're always bringing you fun shows. We love that it tickles every your brains. Time. You are mm -hmm. always welcome to ask us questions, even if it's not about sex, or to just tell us, oh, we so love you guys. You're the best in the whole world. You can always That's tell okay. us that. That's okay. That's okay. All y'all can say that. Yeah, ears are but open. we'll keep bringing you great interviews. And so keep listening to the Martini Lounge. So until next time. Bye, bitch. Bye. Listen, you can check out our website if you want. If you don't, we don't give a fuck. Just just do it. JonathanSergei.com. Yeah, like whatever. I mean, our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or something is out there too. Jonathan Sergey.